You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast with your host, Eddie and Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Fantastic. It's that most wonderful time of the year. Instead of a winter wonderland, we have a pollen wonderland. <laughs> Everything's green and yellow. So you see the kids getting out their toboggans and sledding <laughs> down the mountains of yellow pollen. My eyes are on fire. I wonder if it's uh, the similar thing, like, don't eat the white pollen. <laughs> Ew. But, you know, if you have to think about it, the pollen is the tree's sexual material. So Exactly. That's disgusting. Or is it? Yeah. yeah. It's like you're in a freaky... <laughs> 5,000 way with nature right now, Matt. Yeah, Drink yeah, it yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. You're breathing and inhaling the fl- the tree's stuff. But speaking of drinking it in, as you lift up your bottle of bottled water. From Ozarka. We can't drink it in right now. That's right. Because we're on a boil ban here in Longview, Texas. So just one of those things that when you go back and listen to the show or those rare times when I go back and listen, but oh, Matt on the other hand. Well, I love the sound of my voice. There you go. But you, this will this will put a pin in, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. So it's like you said, you didn't even think about it until we spoke yesterday that I was supposed to work yesterday, and we couldn't work because if you have contaminated water with very little pressure, you can't do dialysis. Yeah. That and, was an interesting fact. Yeah, so interesting, yeah. And like I said, I think dental work is the same for them spraying in your mouth so i wonder if everybody got their dentist appointment canceled well like i was wondering if my gym would be closed because a lot of businesses were closed but they were like well you can't use the uh, the showers in the bathroom but you could still come to the gym and work out so anyway so you and biff had to cancel your appointment your hey, standing appointment exactly or what was his name uh what's that guy's name sea bass ben i remember sea bass bend over oh uh, yeah but what was it for a good time you know be here at midnight sea bass or whatever a lot yeah. of the restaurants were closed too yeah, well, I mean, you need water, I guess, to cook. and. But apparently the one that my kid works at didn't close, so uh-huh. I don't know if they were doing bottled drinks. They just ran out and got a bunch of bottled stuff or I what? Told you can order uh, water and ice maybe or something. Yeah, but BK was closed, for example. Yeah. Because I went up to the Kroger's to get some delicious fine deli meats. Mm-hmm. The deli's closed. You can't slice meat without water, apparently. Duh. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Who knew? We're learning things. Yeah. It's almost like we depend on water. That's crazy, isn't it? A wise man once said, don't get addicted to water. <laughs> you got to hydrate, though. The yeah. other interesting thing I think worth mentioning just for our own laughs is if we're really perky today, it's because this is the starvation cast. Yeah, Instead yeah. of like, oh, we just had that big barbecue lunch and we're... High off barbecue fumes. Mm-hmm. Now we're our stomachs are slowly digesting themselves. You may hear the grumbling through the microphones. Hello, we have no money for food. Um, so uh, the long con. That is right. So, as usual, you know, we're excited about moving to our new digs. It's going to be fantastic. Um, we want to up our numbers this year. We want to really swing for the fences. So, again, if you're listening to this, be sure to come. Be sure to tell your friends and grab people on the street by their great big head and right in their face say, you need to go to Long Con. It's the best thing since sliced bread. And then run away fast. 
Just tell them it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. It changed your life. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've ever been to the long con. Right. Just tell them that. Yeah. They so won't check. They won't fact check. They don't you. know that. Say it makes your sphincter tingle. But um, definitely excited about that. Um, and I'm excited about we're a week away from signups. A week away, a week away. For NTRPG. That is coming up way too fast. Yeah, I know. It's like, where did the time go? Where did this year go? Yeah, exactly. Right in the, uh, yeah. But uh, but getting excited about that. Um, I know your games are already half sold out, you know. What about yours? Mine as well, but I was going to be humble about it, you know. But anyway, why be? If you won't toot your horn, who will? That's the truth. Um. So, yeah, so we talked about Long Con. and Almost. Uh-oh. Badges are about to go on sale for the Long Con. Oh, that's right. It's the April the 26th, isn't it? Correct. Oh, wow. Which is also the date of? The No Class Twitch. Cast. Cast. Live show. Live show. Whatever. Whatever. Matt gets to name it. Ooh, I get to name it. But I'm open to suggestions. If you'd like to go to our Facebook page for the No Class RPG cast and um, and give some suggestions. We're open to suggestions for our Twitch. But it's got to get, get retain that no class. Oh, yeah. The it's no class part's got to be in there. But I was like, I like it rolls off the tongue like no class Twitch cast. But then that sounds kind of like, do I need to say cast? It seems redundant. It seems it doesn't apply. I don't know. But, but does it sound good? Sometimes I, you need an extra syllable. So it rolls off the tongue. I mean, you know, so I don't know. What do you think? Even you can prevent bad names for Twitches. All right. So so that covers NTRPG. Buy your badges immediately. Mm-hmm. Sign-ups on the 15th. Mm-hmm. And then ours will be on the 26th of April. We'll be, yeah. So save your cash. Mm-hmm. Or just splurge on both. Why not? Go, go mug somebody. We're now encouraging crime on the... No, I mean, I mean, like, just, just gently mug, you know. Oh, okay. No, no violence. Rough them up, just medium style. Just request they give you money. Yeah. Good sir, if you wouldn't mind, ignore the gun I'm pointing at you. Might I have a bit of your money? Anyway. Not even with a gun. Just yeah. randomly ask people on the streets. I like that, yeah. Pin some money to your lapel and then go, don't you want to add to my bouquet? Does it work? I've never had the nerve to do that. I saw somebody at a fast food restaurant the other day mm-hmm. that had that, like, it's my birthday, and they had the lapel on. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if, like, oh, it's your birthday, like a hobbit, like I get to pull a dollar out or something. I think that's something else when you pull a dollar out. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to tuck a dollar in, but <laughs> give a dollar, take a dollar. Eh, it's all good. Um, I'm sure they won't mind. They wouldn't. Not a bit. All right, so... I know you have been completely trapped in the realms of Elden Ring when you're not working. I have. So you don't have any books or comic books, do you? I'm still reading, as I mentioned last time, the Conan Chronicles. And they're really good. So back in the day, of course, you must have read the X-Men, didn't you? I read some X-Mans. But not a lot of X-Mans? No. How about my buddy Gary? I bet he would. Gary definitely, he had, back in the day, like one of the earliest comics where they brought in, was was like, there was like the first wave team and there was like a second wave where they brought in Colossus and all that. Yeah. He actually had some of the comics that included the first, uh, like, team, team, like, which was what, Angel, 
Iceman. Iceman, uh, Cyclops, um, Jean Grey. Beast. Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he actually yeah, he had some of those when it's like still only twenty five cents or whatever. And um yeah, so mm-hmm. So back in the heyday of X Men with all the days of what future, future past. past oh yeah. I used to own I own that comic, I'll say that. Oh, you still own it? I owned it. Okay. Yeah. Because we have talked about that before. Was that part of the destruction in the shed? Yeah, sadly. But yeah. Tisk tisk. So anyway, I have recently checked up in on the world of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And boy, is it confusing. Mm-hmm. It's always been a soap opera. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But now I have completely lost connection with what is going on because there's, I don't know, 20 years of history between these things. Mm-hmm. X-Men are now, or should I say, I, okay, go back just a little bit more. There was a point in time where there were no mutants. Because Scarlet Witch wished them all away. No more mutants. Oh, wow. And slowly they've come back in over the years. And now I think it's somewhat back to normal. And now they can die, but they all like have the opportunity to resurrect. It's immortal X-Men. Oh, my. So they've got... I don't want to give out too many spoilers for somebody that might be interested. But yes, now they have a way to come back from the dead. Mutants do. Wow, because superhero characters never, never come stay back. Dead. From, yeah, never come well, back. Well, now dead. it's even faster, right? Yeah, it's, it's a not sure like thing. they'll be dead for a couple of years. Yeah. So that was interesting. I read some of the Immortal X Men, mm-hmm. and Mister Sinister. Oh, Mister Sinister plays Classic. a large role. Uh-huh. So I really enjoyed that. I like Mister Sinister. He's a cool character. Yeah, I remember uh, Gary was reading him at that time, and he's like, "Oh, there's this new villain, Mister Sinister. Oh, he's a trip." And God, what was that? The '90s? You know it? Wow, God, that was phew, 30 years ago. And yeah. I read the, since it's X Men, I would be inclined to say the X lives and X deaths of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But there's ten lives and ten deaths. So I'm assuming this is the rare time in X-Men where X is for 10. Hmm. So in one of these books, Wolverine is doing the quantum leap. Uh Uh-oh. He's going through Xavier's life Hmm. because somebody, ooh, mysterious, is trying to eliminate eliminate Charles Xavier. And they're going all through time. You wouldn't have the X-Men, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the other one, Wolverine is the Terminator. Oh, wow. He's jumping around to try and kind of undo what the other Wolverine's doing. They're oh. at counter paths. Wow. So, yeah. One is like good guy Wolverine and one's bad guy Wolverine. Yeah. And then it all comes back together. Yeah. Um, I think that's when I moved away from X-Men was at that time when it seems like it was more of a cash grab. And oh, it's yeah, like X- X-Men are hot. There's Excalibur, X-Men, X-Teens, X-Mutants, X-Blippity-Blap. X-Force, know. X-Factor. Yeah. And it was just like, come on. you know. And I remember I worked in a comic store and people, they were like, I want every X title on my pull list. All right. You know what I mean? But it just got overdone. Even and, at my heyday, I didn't get all of them. And even what was it? Wolverine had a spinoff that was like, what was it called? Mutant X or something, you know, and it was just about him. Or oh, whatever. that miniseries? Yeah. Weapon X. Weapon X. And I, I'll i tell myself I had that in my collection. I can still see in my mind's eye, there's a picture of him, what, lighting a cigarette, holding a crossbow or something. And maybe the background's green, but yeah. It'd probably be worth a few pennies now. It probably would. 
But anyway. But those were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for something in the comic book world that's uh, on the lighter side, I guess. Well, I mean, it's not some of the doom and gloom ones we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what was the... Uh, well, I don't know why I asked you because you won't remember. But the, 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 remember the one with the black barn and all that? Black barn? Yeah. Oh yeah, astute yeah. listeners will have yeah. to no, remember that. I, for I, know, us I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sticks, well, it was the the kid at work had recommended it for us to check it out. Was that Gideon Falls or something? Yeah, like Gideon that? Falls. Yeah, yeah. So that, that one was, was really good, but yeah. that was doom, dark, and gloom, gritty. And this is, yeah. and it's not high art. Th- this isn't four color uh, uh, heroes. You know, we'll say it's it's you know yeah yeah. This is not the the big high concept stuff. It's the comic book action that you want when you read like Spider-Man or something like yeah, that. Yeah. A little more than that, maybe. But I'll tell you a horrible, horrible, horrible comic that I just read. Please do. The Thing. Oh, wow. And not that thing. The Thing, Ben Grimm. Uh, it's clobbering time. Yeah. Just, ugh. I've never started reading something and enjoyed it and have it turn on me so fast where I'm like, ugh. What a shame, though. At least it initially kind of had your... I have a lot of nostalgia for the thing. That's not yeah. one of my favorite characters, but he had his own solo comic in the eighties, I think, that my friend Alvin collected, and so I'd get to read it, or maybe it was Tim. But I enjoyed it. I'm sure he did all through like the sixties and seventies because there was a point in time, kids, when the thing was the big thing. He had his own uh, cartoon, but it was a kid or something that had a thing ring. You know, like why is it what? But yeah, he would use his magic ring and turn into the thing or something. But in this one, I will have I will feel free to spoil it for you. Death falls in love with the thing. What? Yeah, it was really stupid because she her other boyfriends Thanos and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You can see that. Yeah, they're killing people all the time. Yeah. Ben Grimm is the exact opposite. So it's like, hey, I know you're a, her- a hero and you save people, but what if? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was really sense. bad. Yeah, he picks up two sidekicks. The thing does. Mm-hmm. One of them is Lady or is Death in disguise, not Lady Death. That's yet another comic, right? Oh, I, I remember Lady Death. Exactly. I was a big fan. I had the T-shirt. I saw it too somewhere. But so one of them turns out to be Death, and one of them turns out to be the son of the Watcher. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. That was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that is so weird. But it's like, how do you not pick up that these? two side characters know more about everything that's going on than you do the thing. Mm-hmm. Like they know the watcher's name. Mm-hmm. It's like almost no one in universe knows the watcher's real name. Clothu or something, whatever. Utah or something yeah. like that. But it's like, that's so, that's so awful. Yeah. It just sounds bad. They have to come up with the lamest excuses to keep the uh, fantastic four out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, Kind of like, how do you challenge the Justice League? Oh, Superman's off-world doing business or something. You know? yeah. um, his girlfriend, Alicia Masters, Masterson. Yeah, the blind girl. Yeah, that he's dated through all of comic book history. For uh, 50, 60 years. He immediately abandons her, <laughs> abandons her <laughs> and starts banging the chick that turns out to be death. It's uh-huh. like, what? And, you know, not to go down that path, but how... Does the thing do his thing? You know, <laughs> roughly, apparently, because <laughs> he actually makes mention to he's a uh, stone skinned. He's like, you don't want any part of this. Yeah, but apparently, yeah. Wow. 
and uh, Doctor Doom shows up yeah, towards well, the end. There's your silver lining. No, 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 no. He completely gets treated like a little bee. Oh, see, forget this is this is this is. He gets slapped around. And retcon put in the corner. this. I want this comic burned and disband and yeah, end of story. I don't want to hear anything else. Victor Von Doom, fools! You know he doesn't get treated like a bee by anyone. Yeah. Oh, it was it was really really bad. Oh, this sounds awful. So I think this will be easy for you to avoid, and I recommend you continue to do so. <laughs> I will. All right. How about TV? Since all that's been on your TV is Elden Ring. Well, since I've had a cable for about a week, yeah, there's not really any TV to be. Oh, I dusted off. Um, Oh man, an old. Oh, so no, I watched the duel. Ha 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 ha. And we didn't talk about that, had we last time? Not that you've watched. Yeah. I gave it the highest praise. Yeah. I, I'm going to second this, folks. Go watch the duel. It's really interesting. I really enjoyed it. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I really, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Now, when you had seen the promotions, if you'd seen the promotions for it, were you even the least bit interested? I, absolutely. No, true story. I remember going, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. And I mean, I have no opinion about Adam Driver, but, uh, you know, forget the, that they're whatever. I liked it. And actually, the combat scenes are pretty good. And Matt Damon, oh, man, with that, he takes the other dude's chainmail coif with uh -huh. it and beats the living crap out of him with it. And I mean, whoo, folks, I mean, it's it's kind of... You almost want to turn away. It's pretty graphic. I mean, but it's a, it's not real, but they did a good job. But the director is... Um, Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, who is a, a brilliant director. He's done a lot of things that I really, through the years, um, Kingdom of Heaven, uh, Gladiator, you know, he's a brilliant director. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, I would, I would check it out. So there you go, the coveted two thumbs way up mm -hmm. from Eddie and Matt. That's right. And that movie is a... About three hours, or was it? It is a little long, and yeah, but uh, but you know, just pace yourself. You know, that's a great thing about it. in this day and age, you're going to be streaming it. You know, take a break, make a sandwich, whatever. You know, if you need to pause your streaming to do some streaming, you and can. You can absolutely. All right, so that was TVs and movies. Mm -hmm. That brings us to what we all wanted to talk about today: Elden Ring. The I'm playing Elden, Elden Ring, Ring right now while we speak. Hey, literally, he's he's a candle in the wind. So there is a spot for AFK grinding. Mm -hmm. There's a dungeon. You just go into it, and there's enemies that fight each other, and you just gobble up the delicious experience. Mm -hmm. The runes. But have you heard the latest controversy? Dun, 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 dun. What is that? For AFK rune farming. What's that? Apparently, people are going online, mm -hmm. hiding in little tucked away spots, mm -hmm. and then... I guess there's like a taunt sign in this to bring red invaders to you, mm -hmm. bad guys. And then you have your little blue ring or whatever it is that mm -hmm. brings in help. Mm -hmm. So you sit in a corner, you hope the reds and blue fight each other mm -hmm. or get tired of it and go home because you get experience points, I guess, when red goes home. Mm -hmm. When people are just doing that, and apparently that's really aggravating the other people playing online who are the reds and the blues that get summoned in somewhere and are like, you know. Where's the host? Why am I doing this? Why are you wasting my time? Yeah, interesting, interesting. So that's the latest in the Elden Ring world. The controversy. But last time we had lots of high praise for the game. Mm -hmm. This was the time. You've had time to enjoy it now. This is the time when I'm going to go. These are the things I didn't like. Okay. It's still a 10 out of 10 for me. Mm -hmm. 
I'm playing it again. I mean, I turned right around and played it again, so don't think I don't like it. Right. But here's some things. Lots of repeated enemies. Right. What Fight, do you think on that? Fighting Loretta twice, yawn, you know. And some of the enemies you'll fight in multiple places, even more than that, mm-hmm. or you'll be like, here's the fight with one of those Here's the fight with two of those bosses in there. And here's the boss where three were in a tiny little area. And there's three of them to try and fight now. Yeah. Or like the tree sentinel, Mm -hmm. which is one of the first bosses that you run across Mm -hmm. to show you that you can't beat everything. Mm -hmm. You're not ready for this yet. Mm -hmm. Tree sentinels are freaking everywhere. Mm -hmm. Or the, uh, the tree avatars. You fight the putrid Mm -hmm. tree avatar and the majestic tree avatar, but it, it's the same thing. He's got that same staff, and he shoots those lasers at you that I hate. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a little repetitive. It's not interesting that many times. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have fought one tree avatar on the second playthrough. Yeah, because you're just like, why? Because a lot of times those can be avoided. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like, what thing do you have that's really great that I want for this build? Mm-hmm. So I might specifically go and seek one out, and I may leave the other ones alone. Mm-hmm. It's just not that exciting. Yeah. Or it might be one of those things that I come back when I'm way over leveled mm-hmm. and just smoke them all. Yeah, yeah. Because I can for the easy XP. Right. Too many ghostly enemies. He's thinking about it, folks. Like, for example. Okay, you're there's a corridor. Mm-hmm. You're walking down it. Mm-hmm. Oh, as soon as you get oh, halfway oh, down. The ones that just suddenly materialize in front of you. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hell, that whole thing where you have to light the candle, the candles, and um, to get through that one barrier late in the game. Yeah, you have to have some torch that T, he requires a bunch of strength and faith or something. And you're like, I'm a caster build. You know, I don't want to put points into strength or faith that, to wield a torch, but that torch will reveal them. You know, and that's a whole quest to get that torch. Yeah, but the good thing as a caster, if you'll cast the uh, floating daggers over your head, even if you can't see them, if they get close, the daggers will blow them up. You go, up oh, there they are for a second, and then you can haul ass. But yeah, 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 that gets on my nerves pretty quick, yeah. Uh, I think, in general, the wizard is pretty easy mode for a lot of it. People said this is the iteration of souls to play a caster. Now, if it's something where it's wizard enemy versus wizard, mm-hmm. that can be tricky, but for the most part, uh, my second playthrough, I'm doing a mage. So I'm mm. like, wee! Everything mm. just melts like butter before me. I don't have to get close. Yeah. Well, I think you got the meteorite staff and the thing that summons the three boulders pretty early in the game, right? Nope. Oh, well, good. I don't even have that. I'm riding on magic missile. Wow. Then, you know, so yeah, I will say that, um, like, I didn't find that till later on but people say like you could have those in the first five minutes if you if you know if you follow the cheaters know what you're doing just get lucky and yeah with that staff that staff will carry you to the late game i mean it's just too darn good um but anyway and then if you like that thing with the boulders i love that one because i can't think of the name but it's a gravity spell but it basically looks like three boulders rock sling or something yeah rock sling three rocks come up out of the ground and then fly at the enemy and these things that like oh you're you're uh your glint stone is, is coming right at me, and I hee hee. I sidestep at the last minute. They sidestep the boulders. The boulders just arc over and still smash them. I love it. And that's when we were fighting dragons. You were helping me, where I kept pummeling with that, and then they would get stunned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can pummel dragons with that. You have to get close with it, which is a little dicey as a caster. But if you get off enough of those fast enough, you can pretty much keep them on the ground stunned. And I mean, it neuters the dragons. The spells like that and. 
uh, yeah, it just it's kind of easy. I won't say easy mode, but yeah. But you even you said you're having a pretty easy time as a caster. And knowing what to do and where to go mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier too. Oh, sure. Like, oh, I know there's going to be these enemies that pop up over here. I'm not going over there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm avoiding the pitfalls. So all that together does make it easier. Yeah, second pass through. But I also did a fight that on the first time uh, with either like the day one patch or what have you or no patches, Redan, mm-hmm. that was one of the most difficult bosses for me as a meleeist. Mm-hmm. I was just getting smoked left and right. If he would, and this is, again, my warrior build, so he was pretty buffed with hit points. Yeah. If I got hit, maybe two times with those arrows that he fires at range. That uh-huh. was it. I was done. Oh, no. I was going to say, um, me playing, uh, that the, the the actual fight with him wasn't that bad. It was getting to him because of those arrows he's shooting. Because you had to time the tumble just right, and, and, and you, can, you, know, you can hide behind that debris sticking up or whatever, but one shot destroys the debris, so you better haul to the next piece of debris. But now my weak little wizard mm-hmm. is just taking him. Yeah. Put up the shield, and it will eat my stamina and do no damage. By the time he's fired again, I've got my shield back up. Cool. So, really, I was like, okay, this is probably going too far the other way. Because yeah. I've cried about all the stuff that got nerfed or fixed before uh-huh. I got to it. Like, apparently, the mimic tier oh, the mimic was is just super broken. And now and I didn't get to enjoy it. And now it's worthless. You know? So, I'd like to go back and do the no patch version just for my own fun and so to do that, would you have to go buy the, um, the disc? Yeah. yeah. And that thought crossed my mind too, because it'd be interesting to try it. But, but you know, they say they did things to buff the caster even more. But yeah, they nerfed the mimic. But I will say for anybody playing, if you're playing a caster, and I was just telling Eddie, Black Blade Tish, if I'm pronouncing her, her name right, she is a great companion post mimic nerf. I think she's a great companion. Period. But anyway, except for when she decides mid fight to just jump over to one side and go, "Well, it's on you." <laughs> That's when I hate her. But again, we've really enjoyed the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying don't go run out and buy it, but these are some little annoyances. On my second playthrough, though, I can say I have found a lot of things that I'm like, how did I miss that the first time around? Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's not like now I'm using the guide so I can go to every single place. It's just like for some reason I didn't keep going north or for some reason I turned right and I never again in history went back to the left. There was one thing where I went back to an area for some reason, and that's one thing is like some of the quests might take you back to a place you've already been, but they're not real bad about that. And on a goof, I was like, oh, I think you can jump up these rocks here. And I jumped up the rocks, and there's a beam you have to walk across, and there's a chest I missed the first time with like something pretty cool in it. And I'm like, wow. So, I mean, this is a really very big sandboxy game. I could see where it does have replayability. I mean, some of the key bosses you're going to have to fight again. But as you said, having done it with a Malleus, now with a caster, that does change the, you know, the complexion of the whole thing. And, and so it's a little different in that regard. I mean, there's areas you find you missed last time. And that's not even the faith build yet, which I hear is really broken too. And see, I was, that was going to my thought. I was going to try the faith build, maybe my next playthrough. So. But right now I've kind of got maybe like a quality build. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. And I'm still just smoking stuff like my mm-hmm. intel's not through the roof mm-hmm. but i'm still getting the job done well, i was telling you earlier this in the late game i have both of the talismans that accentuate sorceries 
and I've got maxed intel, and I'm not impressed with my damage output. I mean, it didn't like that one spell that would almost kill him before. Now it kills him in one shot. No, it still takes two shots. I'm like, you know, it's, that's like, you know. But anyway. All right. Well, that was your free advertising for Elden Ring yeah, exactly. for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, just one of my little notes that I made. We are now at episode 59. Wow. And I think it was about two episodes ago. I was like, what are the chances we'll get to episode 60 before the Twitch show comes out? Yeah. Now you know. Uh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Now for the topic of the show. Gary Con. Gary. We went up to Lake Geneva mm-hmm. and enjoyed the brisk wintry weather. But for them, I guess it was fairly mild. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember reading about Gary Con some years ago and did a Google and like it was like single digit weather that year. And I went, oh, no. You and know. I saw that it snowed the week after. Well, it's, it, there was flurries while we were there. No, it snowed, snowed the week after. Yeah, yeah. So we got lucky. I mean, we could have been caught in a bunch of actual snow. But then again, with as little snow as we get here, that might have been the most exciting part. Yeah. We've been like, hey, the Texans are up here making snowmen. Yeah. Well, that's... We... I remember when I first moved to Montana, and it snowed and snowed and snowed. I'm like, this is so cool. And after about a day or two, I'm like, when does it go away? Yeah. <laughs> I'm done now. It was enchanting for a moment. Yeah, I'd rather not have snow than snow for months yeah fooey fi i say yeah double fi um so yeah we stayed at was a marriott no fairfield which is by marriott yeah and i will say that is one of the recommended hotels when you go oh yeah man the price was right it was really nice staff was really friendly really nice that was the fairfield inn of lake geneva there's another one in is it Devan? you watch your language something along those lines but Which I, may be fine, but I think that one's 30 minutes away. This one was basically five minutes away. Oh, yeah. We we missed the shuttle. I missed the shuttle. And they were nice enough to go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take another trip. And just for me, the guy took me to the Lake Geneva on the day when you um, are checking in or whatever. Um, so, yeah, and the, the breakfast was really decent for a complimentary breakfast. Oh, yeah. More than sure. decent, yeah. Everybody was tearing up them homemade waffles. And those uh, faux omelets. Mm-hmm. Not, not bad, not bad. I had a bit of granola with some yogurt. It was nice. And talking about the other facilities, mm-hmm. the what is it? The Grand Geneva. The Grand Geneva was really nice. Which I would not have ever, ever, ever paid paid that price for a room. Oh God, no. So I think they were paying two or three times what we paid a mm-hmm. night. Wow, that. Whew. And it's that's one time when it would definitely not be worth it to me to be on the facility. There wasn't that much of a draw where it's like, no, I must be here and not five minutes away, five minute shuttle away. Yeah. That's our thing. Normally we, we really want to stay at the venue. We're always glad that we've been able to run our con at a venue where you can stay there. But, um, no, 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 that was a bridge too far, but we did eat dinner there in that. And what was at the chop house or whatever? And it was a really decent steak. The sides were really good. I enjoyed it. Um, and the staff that dealt with us, they had people selling refreshments, well, the chop house was about a hundred bucks per person. Yeah, but I mean, you but know. it was really good, and that was the high end restaurant. And I guess it's one of the high end restaurants of Lake Geneva because you had people coming in in suits. Yeah, you had people and Sunday dresses that were dressed nicely coming in to eat there. So yeah, I mean, it's the hoi polo, the hootie duty, and know. us grubblings yeah. next to them at the other table. Oh, like, I laughed. Yeah. Are these briskets for me? 
Can we get some more of these biscuits? Yeah. There were, um, yeah. Why is this butter so hard? <laughs> People in uh, uh, in their con attire, you know, shorts and con T-shirts with their backpack over their shoulder. And I'm sure the, the people in suits were like, oh, my. But, um, it, but like I said, even the people that were serving refreshments out in the walkways that were the Geneva staff, they were super nice, super friendly. They yeah, good with jokes and cutting up and, and were just really nice. And you know what we've got to talk about Uh-oh. is the $6 burger. Yeah, man, for $6, that was a dynamite burger. And chips. And a drink. And a drink. Man, that's very reasonable. And that was it was a good burger. That's like someone I was like, well, I got back from the con and put on a little weight. And they're like, why? I said, well, I ate a lot of burgers because they were good and cheap, you know. I had a burger every day I was there, I think. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, your other choices were like celery sticks and carrots because I guess there were some of the people. What about Minotaur chili? Well, I actually had the Minotaur chili a couple times. I only regretted it the second time, but, you know. I was glad it had no beans for a change. Exactly. That was the one time I was like, thank God this chili has no beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got, what was it? Like the nachos, which was just tortilla chips, but the liquid cheese. But I dumped the uh, Minotaur chili over it. and mm, Delicious. You upgraded yourself with that. I did. And it was, between the two, it was only about 12 bucks, which is not bad at that kind of venue. For hotel food, for con food, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we're trying to keep it mean and lean. Um, well, my budget, not me, but anyway. Yeah. Um, did you buy anything exciting? Let's go to that. Um, uh, I did, you know, break down and buy a con t-shirt. I think the art was by Doug Kovacs. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to get that. It was kind of cool. Um, I got a shot glass cause I actually collect shot glasses. Go figure. Um, and then, but as far as gaming paraphernalia, I wanted to buy some stuff from vendors, but didn't really get much of a chance spend time with vendors. So, do you want to go into that? Should we now? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We don't have to. Yeah. I guess the disclaimer is: is you know we've got our own small con that you may have heard of, mm-hmm. the Long Con or something like that. Mm-hmm. So this is not sour grapes or anything. Like mm-hmm. this is where our con is great, and theirs is not. This is one thing that we talked to multiple people about and we that have they friends did not enjoy. That are vendors. Did and not work out well. When they were over to one side in private, I'm not mentioning names, talk out of school, but they, they confided us more than one of our vendor friends that this kind of chapter biscuits a little bit. So what it was is you had to, there was a way inside to weave your way to this, but some construction was going on. So the vendor area was... About 100 yards. Through 28 degree yeah, temperature, yeah. yeah, when it was raining and or snowing. And so, their hours were 10 to ten, 5? 10 to 5. So our first game started at 9. Your last game ends at 8. So when are you supposed to interact with the vendors? You know. Oh, on your lunch break? Well, I want to eat lunch, you know. Yeah, and then you still have to factor in the time. I mean, it takes a good bit of time to... Because already the Grand Geneva is huge, where the actual games were at. So you have to weave your way to the exit door. You've just spent about five minutes. And then the first time, you're like, where do I need to go? You finally get to the door. You're walking over 100 yards to get to that space. You know, so now that's, you know, what, five, ten minutes or something. Now you're in the vendor space. You're like, well, shit, I got my next game's in 20 minutes or something. So this would happen a couple of times. I'd try to get to the vendors because I always put money aside to give vendors, like our con, NTRPG, whatever con I go to. I'm going to spend money with the vendors. Some of these folks are our friends, but even so, it's kind of like, you know, what our ethos with uh, support your friendly local game store. If I walk in a game store, I'm going to spend some money. It might just be a die. It might be a little miniature, but I'm going to buy something. So, um, but yeah, I really didn't get to buy anything hardly from the vendors. 
So that was, yeah, that was an oddball setup. Mm -hmm. And one thing about it was it was freaking massive. Oh, yeah. So you would have needed an hour to go through and see everybody. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that there was a ton of vendors and there were guest artists that were in the vendor area, which I thought about maybe buying some artwork from those guys. But again, they were at the back of it. By the time I got to them, I'd look down and go, oh, shoot, I got to run to my next game. So NTRPG mm-hmm. and that long con, the vendors stay open pretty much the whole time. Yeah. They close when they want to close. Yeah, and the other thing about that is we don't charge a fee to interact with our vendors. Even if you're you're not going to play games at our con, you can walk in, interact with our vendors, and I'm sure our vendors appreciate that. And I don't know that I'm not saying Gary Con didn't allow people to walk in off the streets, but you know, anyway, um, I, I've said this a million times. I they had people checking for badges at the vendors. I think. Oh wow, yeah. that's right. There were people at the doors. You're right. I yeah. forget, but. I've been to bigger cons than NTRPG, but I'll not say I've been to better cons. I'm just going to make that statement. NTRPG, for me, is the gold standard. you know. And um, Well, that's why we say if you can only go to one con this year, that's the one to hit. Yeah. And then if you can go to two, yeah. check out your humble servants at the long con. Yeah, that little old con from Texas. But anyway, the, the preeminent con in East Texas. But anyway, but no, you know, we've all heard a million times. We, we have so much love for NTRPG, but they got the, the, the recipe right. You yeah. Know? And you that's know? why we've stole it as much as we can. Both hands. But, um, but Gary Con, we had some fun. We played some games. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. What was the first game that we played? We played and Brendan LaSalle, our buddy, old Brendo. We played in Brendan LaSalle's um, X-Crawl game. Which I can't even remember if. Uh, Smackdown on Murder Mountain, I think. Smackdown on Murder Mountain. Now you are correct. It was a funnel, and it was in his uh, X Crawl, which we're hoping soon they'll do the Kickstarter for that. Um, really? Yeah, because we've been waiting for a while, and I know Brendan's got a lot on his plate stuff going on, but um, I want the the DCC version of X Crawl. We're anxious for it. Okay, so this an, this one is an unwritten module. It's not finished. He was doing it out of his notebook. It's kind of a beta, if you will. But. Did you notice anything about the rules that we played under that were specifically X-Crawl? If I said this was DCC, would you go, no, it wasn't because of... Not off the top of my head. Okay. I have not read the X-Crawl... I'm trying to think what they call that. Is it X-Crawl Classic? Yeah, I think they're going to call it X-Crawl Classic because it's the classic. I've downloaded those beta rules or whatever they are, but I have not yet read them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that we would get to experience some of that mm-hmm. at the con. So I could go, oh, okay, now I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't seem like there was a lot of X-Crawl specific stuff to it. And that's yeah. somebody that's played older versions. Yeah. So maybe that stuff's coming in. Sure. Maybe it's not. And we'll mind you, I'm not going to be uh, critical because this was like literally in beta, never tested, first time playing it. And Brendan's not, I think that might be the first game he's ran in person in a while, or had he already been to any other cons in person? I think this was, was the first con in a while for him. Yeah, so I mean, woof. Yeah, I mean, so if I'm, I'm not going to be critical. I had fun, um, and there were aspects of it that definitely said X Call because there's a DJ. For those of you who are like, well, what's what's what do you mean DJ? Well, you got to kind of know X Call. I'm not going to go into belabor it, but so what's a DJ? Ha uh-huh. ha. What is it? The the dungeon jockey or whatever? You know. Yeah, basically the judge. The judge. D- the dungeon judge, yeah, and which is interesting, seeing as how uh, the referee in a DCC game is called a judge instead of a game master or dungeon master. But anyway, and there were like 
the little beasties and creatures we fought, but there was an underlying thing where this creature kept showing up and just snatching players up at random. And it was interesting. Well, there was a whole story there, and it gets revealed later. And I, I like that part. That was an interesting addition. I'll, That's one that I would like to go back and talk to him about and go, okay, why? Yeah. I liked it, yeah. but it's like, okay, well, I don't want to... How spoilerific should we be? Well, so... so yeah, that would there be... There is a disease... In the game, a real life disease. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did somebody close to you have this disease, or yeah, why? Yeah, right. Well, you got to figure that this is still supposed to be sort of a parallel to a to a medieval world, but yet it's in our current age. And so the aristocracy are the ones that are probably uh, big advocates of this, and they're the hoy, you know, the hoy ploy, whatever. And so the thing about it is, what what in the medieval times was a, a common ailment of the the laid the well to do. See, X crawl is more of a futuristic thing. It is typically, but there's still there's kind of a parallel that it's still uh, there's a going monarchy. into dungeons is going into dungeons is the American gladiators. Yeah, like you go home and watch TV. Uh-huh. It's not like you go home and you know watch the fire. Yeah. But still, in spite of that, there's TVs and this stuff or whatever, I think there's still like an aristocracy and all that. Right. Yeah. And so what in the olden age was a problem with the aristocracy? Gout, you know. Just give it all away. I think they'll be okay. Next, if, he'd say, if it had been hemophilia, you know, that was another one that plagued the royalty. But well, anyway. I was wondering if there was something that brought it up that he was reading into it or if it would be like if you did the wacky dialysis adventure. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, when he comes to LongCon in November, we'll get to ask him in person. On this very show. Yeah. On episode 62. That's right. <laughs> we may have a few more episodes than One that by two. then. And you should be at the LongCon November to see Brendan LaSalle. Yeah, and speaking of that, we've both been invited to be on his Twitch show. Have we? So we will see when and if that happens. How cool would that I'll be? I'll coordinate it with you, Matt. Don't worry, I got your schedule. And I'll be sober. <laughs> Maybe. Let's not make promises. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Uh, the next one after that was our good buddy, Chris Clark. Chris Clark. Oh, yeah, man. With Inner City. Inner City. He had this amazing board. Uh, there's pictures on my Facebook. Maybe I'll, you know, I'm thinking I'll post maybe this picture to the um, No Class Facebook page. You can see what I'm talking about. You could, you could post all the Gary Kahn pictures there. Because now that's deal. part of this episode. Exactly. And so, yeah, his board was amazing. When I post those pictures on Facebook, people ood nod. They were like, whoa, because it was really amazing. He'd done it to scale to work with um, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels and cars. And, uh, and he had some miniatures of, like, various thugs and stuff. Had a lot of fun. I think we both played thugs. It's hoods. People, hoods, excuse me, hood, hoods. And then there were some thugs, there were some politicians, low-level uh, community organizers, if you will. You so know. that was a good game, but yeah. at some of these, there might be a recurring theme because the, we were there. Yeah. Uh, some good games that didn't necessarily have good players. And I think yeah, that's the thing is, a table I try or, not to poop on it because the thing about it is, we had some great game masters with some fun ideas, but sometimes the players, yeah, yeah. And I'll even include us in that. Yeah. For especially on this one, it was like, okay, you guys, and this is something I've learned about open world games. Mm-hmm. People will just sit there and go, uh, 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 maybe do A, maybe do B, maybe do C. Yeah. Do you want to do A? Eh, do you want to do B? Eh. We need a freaking direction. We're just wasting time here. 
Yeah, and we've only got so much time in the game slot to play. And do you think that's something new, or maybe it was all a problem we never noticed, or is it endemic? And what does that say about our modern age that people like, I need someone to tell me what to do or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 walk this back, Matt, for okay. all our millennial fans out there. And yeah. then what's after the millennials? The Zoomers. Zoomers, I guess. Yeah. You got Boomers, Gen X, Millennials, Zoomers. I think, or is that Generation Z? I don't know. So. Has it always been open world? We used to have sandbox open world hex crawls and stuff. But you're older than me, so by virtue of you know the older, your stories are older than my stories, whatever you want to say. But it seems even back in the day, it would be like, there's a dungeon over there, or there's somebody that needs rescued over there. Mm -hmm. Go rescue them or leave me alone. And I won't lie. Leave this call to adventure or... I, I ran a campaign one time where like there was a wizard that was like the patron benefactor of the role playing group early on. But when they came to him, he'd be like, they'd be like, what do you need? He'd go, well, I want this one spell component or you can go do this favor for someone that I owe a favor or, you know, and the players would hear the three choices and go, all right, we'll pick that one and we'd go. And that was it. It wasn't like, oh, let's sit here for 30 minutes talking in circles about which one of those three has more merit or which one sounds scarier or something. People would just, and they usually most every game has used to have that, that one alpha player. Yes. But I wonder if people nowadays are like, uh, if I'm an alpha, people think I'm toxic. or I don't know, whatever. But it's like, usually the alpha player would be like, we're going to do X. And the group would go, all right, we're going along with what this guy so said. So why didn't you pipe up and get us in line? Well, because in recent years, you've been kind of like, you know, maybe don't be that guy to just go, all right, sit down and shut up or whatever. You know, don't run so a rough it's my fault. I'm absolutely your oh, fault, okay. you know. I thought you knew the dynamics of this. Everything is your fault, not my fault. Historically, but, you know. But I'll say that I, in that situation, I'm so beta, but <laughs> I'm more inclined to just sit back and let people do what they want to do. It's like, I'm going to follow along your fun. Yeah. There's been times where I've had to step up and go, we're going to do this. And that's how it goes. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like a con game. It's like, what do you want to do? I'm going to fall in. I'm not poo-pooing on all and this. And you'll find like, well, these three friends are friends and then me and you are pals. And then these other two are, are, are friends or whatever. And it's kind of like each Factions. little, each little click faction kind of, well, we want to do that thing. And it's like, normally if it was you playing with your local buds, you'd probably all come to a quorum a little quicker. You know, and that's the other thing too. Instead of like back in the day, we didn't have these problems. But back in the days, how many random people were you playing with as opposed to it was what Gary and Tim and Alvin, maybe? Yeah, or whoever. Yeah. Um, and you guys could go, look, this is what we're doing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, with random people, there's the forming stage. But, but, and you but have that to go being said, there had been a little bit of grousing at the con between Maddie, but but like he what? said, and I'm glad I did it. We realized it really you can't fault the adventure or the person running it. It was some of the players, and and honestly, we've we've talked at nauseum on some of these podcasts about you know how to be a good player and how to be a great player and don't be that guy or gal or whatever. Um, but sometimes at a con, and and that's I don't want to say it because then people go see you don't need to go. Cons are fun. Even some of the worst games we ever had, we still talk about those games, like the famous Snail Priest to this day. And we laughed and joked with Chris a lot during the game. Yeah, if yeah. they had said this is a four hour slot where you get to hang out and talk with Cl your buddy Chris Clark, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, because Chris is a super awesome guy. His yep. game's a lot of fun. And in fact, after playing that adventure, I did do the Kickstarter. And part of it is because Chris is my pal, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to say that after playing that game, I kind of want to dust it off. And we yeah. might try it out. I, and I yeah. want to do it with the models like he had it all yeah, set up. Hell that yeah. was 
a lot of times I'm the one that's like, ah, all these, you've got to set up everything and I'm not a prop comic. Yeah. I don't want to pack I don't this want to crap rely up and haul on, it around. Well, it's like, I don't want to rely on gimmicks either. Like it's only a good game if you have the most finely painted minis no, and this, no. that, and the other. It's mm-hmm. like, no, let me do theater of the mind where but it's it, just me and you and I'll blow your mind and I get all the credit. It did add a certain element having but that, that was awesome, awesome I yeah. mean, the factory with the smokestack and the bank. So yeah, but back to uh, just a quick aside and then we probably should move on. But, nope. um, we're talking about like the, the whole thing was the adventure is called selling insurance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what are we going to do? Everybody's standing around looking at each other. Finally, I said, well, my guy's like the, the mafioso, you know, like a low level guy in the mafia. So I go, all right, I walk in and another guy goes, I'll back you up. And we walk into a place and go, Hey, it's a nice place you got here. Looks kind of flammable though. You know, it'd be a shame if something happened to it. Well, I picked the one place where these like juiced up testosterone rednecks or something. And they're like, are you threatening me? And they jump over the counter and next thing you know, there's a shootout. So we, we, we what, blew the place up and per what I'd said, we set it on fire as a warning to the neighborhood. Well, that whole city block is fire yeah, or something. I was kind of waiting for some people to die and yeah. leave us alone too yeah. as players yeah. be like okay you did your dumb idea mm-hmm. and now okay goodbye because yeah. what did we have on that one eight ten players eight, eight ten players so I think because they were like well that didn't go well well that was the one random business that I was picked. the call to action though. yeah but it's like let's try, shake some people let, down let's shake it do it again we're supposed to be low-level thugs well next thing you know let's go rob a bank I'm like me and Eddie look at each other and we're going again we're low-level thugs. The guy goes, oh, it's just a bank. Well, I'm like, okay. They walk in, and it's like, these guys are wearing bulletproof vests and have M16s. And they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, get out of there. So then, but they were so fixated on the bank, guess what we end up doing? Yeah. And what's amazing was, though, it wasn't this big gun battle or whatever. The low-level politicians, the community organizers, went in and bamboozled the bank president or something. And anyway, we, we had fun. And I, then we had all the money in the world. So then it was like, what's the challenge? Yeah. Cause we went into this place that was a black market selling all this hardware and we bought M sixties and M 16s and grenades. And it's like, who's going to stand up against that? Mm-hmm. You know? Then they're like, well, let's go back and attack that black market guy and take the rest of his stuff. And <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, but I love one of the things like I got to say takeaway was, and he doesn't tell you this necessarily, but he probably does. I think he does if, if you read Inner City. And see, some of y'all are like, well, I wasn't alive then, so I wouldn't know. And you probably haven't went back on what are these channels that shows really old, cheesy cop shows from the 70s. But all the tropes, all the silliness, like Starsky and Hutch would walk in a bar and beat the living crap out of everybody. And like nobody reported them to uh, the police for beating them all up, and they police would just, brutality, yeah, police brutality or something. It's just like, oh well. And like their best friend was Huggy Bear, a pimp, you know, whatever, who was wore this outlandish, you know, attire and um, all these bad stereotypes. And like in the seventies, like if you're an Asian in a, in, a, in a movie or a TV show, of course you know karate or kung fu or whatever. And so it was like when we went into the, the black marketplace, like girls come tumbling out and pull out size or whatever. And I mean, so it's really, he really leans into the awful 70s stereotypes, you know. But it's a and beer playfully. and pretzels, get mm. together with your buddies and have a good time game. Not a serious game at all. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of fun. A lot so of fun. Highly recommend it. Definitely. Check it out. Interplay or Inner City. All right. The next thing that I think we did was against the Giants, DCC. 
with Chris Loricella. Yeah, Doctor Loricella, who is a super great guy. I think his like handle is like Judge Tanglebones or something. But you know, it's like I'm Judge Matt in the in DCC or whatever. Um, but we yeah. didn't get original names, did we? Yeah, we just Judge went, Matt, Judge Eddie, Judge Eddie. Eddie. But um, but no, Chris is just a really super great guy, and I love what he's done. He's taken a lot of cool through the years, old school D and D adventures, and he's judged them up a little bit and DCCified them, and they're just a ton of fun. And so I had never played against the Giants back in the day. Mm-hmm. You have or ran it, right? Just I'm trying to think. What's the first? The Hill Giants against the Hill Giants. And we did the Hill Giants. Yeah. And so I had a lot of fun. Um, again, the players were not bad players, but they had no clue about DCC. Mm-hmm. And I'll say as a general rule, it's not a, a bad thing. And maybe at a con is a great way to learn a system, but maybe not a fifth level game. Like how about for go play a first level game or a funnel to kind of ease in. So it's a fifth level adventure. And I'm having to tell people, oh, that's your D die. No, you don't roll it every time. No, that die. No, you, you know, or you remember we told you you can – Burn of luck to do X, Y, you know, it's, it was constantly having to handhold. And and Chris was a champ. He was very patient. But again, we see a common theme here, you know. Um, Eddie's uh, work with his cleric was brilliant. You know, yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember in that one, was that protection from evil? Was that the protection from evil? That was protection from evil. Solid country gold. So one of the things was he'd cast it in such a way that it's like every point of protection of the spell he got off, you could negate that many points from a given die roll. He said this, he repeated it, he put it on a note in big one-inch tall letters and put it in front of him. But yet we'd see a guy, we're like, well, you're hit, you're getting hit for five die four, which poor Chris had had a lot of things do die four attacks. And Eddie's like, well, good news, everyone. Remember, you're subtracting three from every die. So it would nullify those dice unless like you rolled a four, which, you know. So there are whole attacks that would have been as 26 points to you instead. Oh, it's been nullified. So I'm over here laughing as I'm taking no damage. And I see people around me making sour faces and scratching on their character sheet. And I'm like, and finally after me having to keep pointing at it and reminding, I said, I'm just going to quit saying it. Just let your character die. You're an idiot. But I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but it was wow. <laughs> I thought you were the nice one. But, I mean, seriously, how many times do you tell somebody, remember, you're negating three points from every die? I mean. Mr. Negative over there. Yeah, no. But it, that did really kind of frustrate me. Well, good. I had a good time with that game. Yeah. No, I had a great time with the game. Chris did a great job. It was a fun adventure. Me and you, our play was flawless. Um, but um, and, some of, and those people were nice people, but. Anyway, it was just kind of like. They had no business being there. Is that what you're saying, Matt? No, no, no. Get but, out of my game. But it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just, that would be anybody. If you got to tell somebody something five and six times, it's just like, good Lord. But anyway. See, I think this would be another, this would have been a good one on the Twitch too, because we always talk about if you could see the faces that people are yeah. making. Matt's got the most sour, disappointed face, and yeah. I'm just over here reveling in it, soaking uh-huh. up those tears. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So ah, many tears. delicious. Yeah. But now, overall, it was a, it was a great adventure. Yeah. In, through the years when I've run it and played in some of Chris's games, I've been like, hey, dude, pss, pss, send me that as a P, you know, send me your files, man. I want to run that. And this is definitely one I'm, I'm thinking about reaching out and going, hey, man, because it was good. Um, and we won't spoil it and tell them what killed us, but man, whew. yeah, a cla- yeah. classic it old wasn't school even close. Yeah, just we were screwed beyond belief. And the thing was, no one was playing an elf or a wizard. Like again, you know, we could have probably cracked that encounter open, and maybe if we had a wizard that got a spell off early. But 
you know, when played an elf or wizard. And again, I was like, that was a amateur mistake, but oh well. But uh, the one or one more cool thing on that one was just the way it ended was like, uh, we're smoked and we're, we're so smoked. I can't even remember what the name of the spell was now, but it was like a divine rebuke or something like that. And I got off a massive casting of that. So mm-hmm. it was like people from my, I'm, I'm going to die, but you're marked by my God and people from my order are going to relentlessly come and track you down and kill you. Now, how cool is that? Yeah. So, See, I love me some DCC. It had a cool flavor at the end yeah, of it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to die. It's a con game. Congratulations. But I will be avenged. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But even beyond that, yeah, we'll get them back. They're going to die in the long Yeah. Run. You might have killed me, but you're going to die too. Yeah. All right. Now maybe the best game of the con is the ones that we ran. Well, yeah. So what did you run? Well, I ran Bloodbath at Allsville, which I've run quite a few times who wrote that i did Whoa. yeah and um at a full table it's funny i had seven players and I, I allow eight for my funnels and a lady was standing there and the husband's like can my wife spectate i went no she may not ma'am sit down you're playing and she's like but but and i'm like sit down and um and then he had to tell her something five times and he kicked her out no the hilarious thing was she ended up because i ended up giving away medals for this she took like second third place so how cool you weren't even going to play. I don't think you've ever even played real RPGs because it was the dad and the daughter, but the family got to play together. And I, we were laughing, we were booing, we were slapping the table, cheering at great dice rolls that changed the, the, you know, that's one that's always been a lot of fun and real freewheeling. I get a lot of good energy from the table and it's why I probably ran it more times than I should. And I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm going to retire it unless I ever get someone who's like, Asked me to bring it out, whatever, because I don't think you or Gary's ever played it. That's pretty standard, though. Yeah, and uh, but I was telling Gary about it yesterday on the phone, and he was laughing, and he's like, "That sounds awesome!" I'm like, yeah, it's a fun, fun funnel to run. But unfortunately, there's a there's a gotcha kind of thing at the end, and so that's like I've had some people that have played it more than once, and I'm like, eh, it's not quite fair. You you kind of know what the gotcha is at the end, but so anyway, I'm I'm probably gonna retire that one. But I had a lot of fun. I got some really good energy from the table. Um, I laugh, uh, Paul. It's Paul Smith. He played in it, and he played in my tournament funnel at InterRPG last year. And, um, oh, by the way, I had Daniel Bishop in my game, which was really neat. Mm-hmm. Especially because mm. of the fantastic gift you were able to give him. I was able to give him yeah, an awesome gift that like really, I think, blew his skirt up, a, a free copy of Carnage in the Casino, which he had much praise for. Yeah, he kickstarted it. And got the digital version and liked it so much. He wanted a hard copy. Wish I had a hard copy, and we brought him one all the Boom, way to baby. to Lake Geneva. Um, uh, but Paul was a trooper and went along. But at the end, at the end part, he absolutely was devious. But the hilarious thing was, he he kind of had to like what is it, uh, you do communion or something. Like He got on Facebook and was like, here's my first place award, but I feel kind of dirty or whatever. And <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, eh, you know, it's a tournament, you know. But anyway... I don't think the the people he did dirty was mad because those people took like second and third. But anyway, yeah. Tell me about your game. It was fantastic. I ran the Barbarians of the Ruined Earth, mm-hmm. which, as I said on their Facebook page when I was writing up my little report of it, I think that's the cheat code for a con game. It's just so much fun. It's such a, or I guess it can be such a silly laughing and joking game, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more... Um, out there, and that's when I get to put on my white GM hat instead of the black hat. Where it's the, like, the, I'm going to kill everyone that you you're normally wearing. It's gray. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there have been people that said that I'm a vicious GM. Who? What? But then 
if they play one of these barbarians games, they'll be like, "Who is that yeah, guy?" Yeah, they're they're stunned, taken aback. You know, and I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. It's not all about killing the players. I told them on this one, I was like, "If one of you manages to die in this game, that will be the first time that's ever happened in the history of me running barbarians." I, I don't think I we I ran a campaign of it, and never killed anyone, and I I'm not saying I was trying, but towards the end there, maybe a little, you know. Well, when you brought out the deck of many things, yeah, no, but we had a. Great time. It was Test of a Hero, which is kind of my generic fallback name for whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not like, here's the strict outline. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Um, Voltron got to fight the snake train again. Cool. Um, the players really had a good time. And how do I know they had a great time? I had an extra copy of the book, Barbarians. I sold that at the con. They were like, I'll take a copy of that. And I was like, okay, I got one copy. I don't want to... I don't want to carry anything back yeah. in my bag. I kind of wish we brought more copies. Yeah. And then uh, I also sold a copy of my module at the table. Cool. So, I mean, that's a pretty good sign right there. That they, oh, yeah. And laughing and joking. And uh, mm-hmm. John, the father-in-law, mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be like the third time he's played it. Mm-hmm. And s- stuff generally changes, but there's a lot of the f- bones and framework that are the same. Mm-hmm. And he still had a great time. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, that's a, a big a bit of praise that for someone to sign up to play the same game again three times, you know. Yeah. So, awesome. So, fantastic. Very well received. As usual, I recommend to you run out immediately and get yourself a copy of Barbarians of the Ruined Earth. By Mike Evans. Yep. Yep. And that's based on the Black Hack engine, and that's just a great engine. And uh, Mike did a really good job with that engine in making Barbarians. It's it's fun, 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 fun. Yeah. And you have, what, like a 90% chance of success a lot of times on what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Like the Barbarian has a 18 strength. Okay, anytime you try to hit, you're going to hit. Yeah. Exactly. So um, it's fun. Absolutely. All right. The last thing that we played was... Temple of the Hamster. With our good friend, new friend... Mm-hmm. Marlene Whitmore, a.k.a. Judge Hitmore, Hitmore, which, by the way, she was uh, recently on the um, Order of Shauna podcast, by the way. All right, check that out. Um, oh, really? you, you'll get to hear her voice, and she talks about uh, her games at Gary Conn, et cetera. But anyway. Uh-oh. Yeah. Anywho. Spoilers? I don't know. So anyway, um, but yeah, no, we had a super great time. She's a great game mistress, super fun. But also, and this is where I think that skews how much fun with the game, we had a great bunch of players. Yeah. Yeah, great players, great GM, great adventure. Uh, Daniel Vance, man, props to you. That adventure is so delightfully raunchy, you know. Um, But anyway, we had a, that was, I probably said the highlight of the con for me. Even over the game you ran. Yeah, because I got to play. Oh, wow. Nah, the highlight for me was my game. Yeah. But, I mean, as usual, I'm always nervous to run a game Mm -hmm. in a strange place, in a strange Mm -hmm. area and all that, Mm -hmm. with a bunch of random people. Mm -hmm. So when it gets so well received, Mm -hmm. you get to bask in that adulation, Mm -hmm. and you just get to give random people that good time, like in a back alley. (laughs) For a nickel. (laughs) For a nickel apiece. It makes you feel good. So. Well, no. I'm definitely, my table had the energy loops, like to call it, where like I'm giving them good energy. They're giving it back. I'm giving it back. They're giving it. I mean, yeah, we had, like I said, we had hoots and hollers and laughs and table slapping. And, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, my game was great. But but uh, Judges Hitmore did a great job. 
Um, players were great. Especially uh, the cleric. Yeah, the couple, again, Eddie played a cleric, and he. Uh, we were doing good, and then once he cast Bless, it was. And I want to say that was like the plus four Bless? Yeah, you got it off, it and, and this halfling knew to give you luck, unlike the other table. And, uh, but, um, and yeah, mm-hmm. so you knocked that Bless out of the park, and like you were like, for the next hour, you are going to be death machines, and me as an elf, I was getting good casts off, and finally I'm hitting with my weapon. Um, <laughs> I can't tell that part, but I want to. But anyway, um, the couple to our left that were like newlyweds at the con were super nice people. Um, his name was John, um, and just really nice folks. They were fun. Everybody at the table was great. The guy playing the halfling was cool. There was another guy playing a dwarf. I'm playing a dwarf. Um, yeah, great table, a lot of fun. The adventure is good, but it is raunchy. Well, the one thing I can tell is that I was playing a lawful cleric. Uh-huh. And then the beginning of the adventure is you wake up in jail. Here's a piece of paper that's got your crime or on like it. Like a random crime on it. And my crime was trying to abduct a child for dining purposes. But uh-huh. he was going to eat a baby. A baby. So, of course, then my character became fat bastard for the rest of the module. Yeah. And luckily in that module, there were lots of children that needed to be rescued yeah. and put into my oven. So that just added to the whole shtick and cutting up and laughing. I mean, this one was riffing off of the whole, well, if I eat babies, you know, yeah. But, I mean. It's baby food. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, so at one point, there were toddlers that are fighting in a gladiatorial combat. Delicious toddlers. Yeah. And so what's bad is they've been basically, I guess, brainwashed and trained, you know, to fight for the amusement of these creatures. And so I had had to spell my sheet that I was like, man, when should I cast it? Well, all of a sudden it's like, you have to fight all the spectators. And I'm like, oh crap. So I cast it and with the benefit of his bless, I get it off big time. So I'm covered in quills, covered in quills. Well, of course, when the fight breaks out, the two toddlers come charging at me. Anyway, I'll just leave it at that. But it was like, everyone's kind of groaning, but you're kind of, anyway, it was. Shish kebab. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, yeah, Daniel Vance should be both very proud and very ashamed. But, um, yeah, Temple of the Hamster, uh, I ran out and bought the PDF of it. Um, and I don't know, I might run it, but I have to decide when, where, and how. Yeah, that's an after dark. Yeah, because sort of I, I laugh. At first, I thought Marlene was one of those folks when she said, hey, if anyone needs to throw the red card down, and I knew what she meant, like, eh, you know, this is this is a bridge too far too much. I mean, I thought, eh, I don't do that namby-pamby stuff. And then starting to play adventure, I went, oh, no, I could see where this is one where some people might have to throw the red card down and go, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not cool with this. But everyone was on board. They knew it was silly. It's, an, it's a goofy thing, and everyone was on board, and nobody seemed to be offended by the – Tongue-in-cheek, questionable humor of the adventure. Extremely questionable. Yeah, you know, because it's like... Don't play with your church group. That's for sure. Or you're like mom or your mother-in-law or something. Kids. You know. Kids, yeah. It, really with anyone. Just, just play with yourself. But Good uh, advice. Always. Um, and anyway, yeah. So, I mean, that was the highlight. Um, but we got to hang out with some new friends and some old friends. Um we made, I know I, you and me, I think both made some Facebook friends from people we gamed with. Um, and we were out there shilling away, you know, for long mm-hmm. con, which I don't know anybody there will make that long trip, but never say never, you know, but I still feel the long con made its mark on Gary con. 
We flew our flag. Yeah. A little side bit was, you know, our good friend Fergie, uh, who has Durthan's bags of holding. Um, he had provided me with some bags to take with me. And I'd hope to give those away to certain persons or whatever at the con. And in the end, yeah, we were able to. Luke Gygax was very accessible, very friendly, super nice guy. I went over, shook his hand, and gave him his choice of one of Durthan's bags. And he chose the red one. Um, and, and so anyway, he got a bag. And then we made a trip to the Dungeon Hobby Shop. Not me. And to see our friend Ernie Gygax, mm-hmm. who again, super nice, always friendly. He was running a game and we felt bad. We were like, we asked the guy like, could we, we need to interrupt the game, but we, we've came all the way from Texas, you know, and the guy's like, ah, no problem. Hey Ernie. And Ernie, you know, stands up, shakes our hand, hugs us. And he picked out one of the bags that was left there and he just loved it. We got some, he made some funny, you know, he was silly and had a good time with the whole thing. And uh, so, yeah, the guys really loved their bags and we're glad to do that, you know, and we got to see, that, that I think that's the the location of where the original dungeon hobby shop was back in the day, which is absolutely a house, you know. But anyway, anything you would add to that, Mr. Well, of course yeah. there is. Mm-hmm. The other highlight of the con for me mm-hmm. was that somebody ran Congress the Casino oh, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first game that he ran of it, we ran down there and ambushed him. And literally ambushed this poor guy. And he looked starstruck. I'm, I won't lie. I mean, the guy just, I said, hey, pull your mask and speak to what you look like. The guy looked like a deer in the headlights. He was just like, what's happening? What's going on? Because we literally just ran up like, hey, real quick before you run your game, we want to give you some free tokens to give away and shake your hand. And the guy just stood there like, what's going on? It was. But I showed him our famous long con card. Yeah. And he read the name on there and he's just like, what? He recognized the name. I'm like, holy crap. Somebody recognized the name. Even yeah. you people listening don't recognize the name. Yeah, you're Eddie who? You know. Matt Humaha. Yeah. But the guy, it was wild because I'd taken a picture. I was like, hey, Eddie, shake his hand, smile. And the guy just sitting there looking dazed. Later on, I'd sent the picture to Eddie and all of a sudden I hear him across the room guffaw. I'm like, what? And he goes, I'm looking at that picture you sent me because the guy just looks stunned. It was hilarious. I mean, nice guy. I mean, but oh, yeah. we ambushed him, like he's, he said. He's my best friend now. Hell yeah. But isn't how awesome to go to a con and a guy's running your game, not once, but twice there. Yeah. So I contacted him. Uh, with at that time, and I said, "Hey, give me the report when it's all said and done." Yeah. So he dutifully sent me the report. Wow. So I got feedback on the two games that he uh, ran. So people hated it, huh? They hated it. Wow. He was the because I've always said if you keep your hands in your pockets in that adventure, you'll be done in thirty minutes. Uh-huh. He got the groups that they kept their hands in their pockets. Oh wow. So I was like, "That's crazy," but wow. again. If you don't heed that call to adventure, mm-hmm. especially in a con game, because mm-hmm. how many times do you play a game where it's like, we have to go to the left and we have to go to the right and we have to explore every single little corner, no matter how deadly it is, mm-hmm. because there might be some fabulous loot over there. Yeah. So this one rewards just get in and get but, it done. And that's the thing was, you've talked about this. There's people that in a home game would be rather cautious, but at a con game, they go like, yep. I'm going to go freewheeling. I do a somersault flip into the middle of combat. I'm going to swing from the rafters. They do all this crazy over the top crap that you do kind of go, Ugh. but when people don't do that, then you're kind of like, well, crap. <laughs> they missed most every store. They missed Going to the Gullet Life Center, Lifestyle Center. Well, that's a big mistake right there. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge chunk. So I was like, all right. But they still had a good time. Yeah. Favorable reports. He mm-hmm. said they got done a little bit early. 
Mm-hmm. It was not 30 minutes. It was a couple of two, three hours sort of thing for those mm-hmm. in a yeah. four hour slot. So yeah, good. And then it was the last game of the night. So mm-hmm. probably everybody's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind wrapping it up a little bit yeah. early. I hate I didn't get pictures of the winners in my game, but there was no, like, again, this is one of those cons where there's no gaps in between the games and they have a rule that you need to be clearing off your table five minutes before time. And I mean, I'm, I've talked to y'all about pacing before and I know with my funnels, if the people aren't to the last encounter and by the hour point, I'll just, I'll just zoom them there. You know what I mean? So I made sure, okay, we're about an hour out. Let's start that last encounter. Well, it, it went on. They had fun with it, but it went on a while. And all of a sudden, I look over and there's a guy standing here with an armload of crap. Give me the stink eye. Hmm. I looked down and went, oh, crap, we're at the five-minute mark. And so I said, all right, sorry, guys. We, we just finished. I was like, let me give out the medals real quick. Congratulations. Shook their hands. And I'm policing up the table, and these people are too. Like, oh, i got to get to my next game. So I didn't get to get any pictures, which is heartbreaking, of my, my winners. But once again, this is where I will toot toot our horn, horn yeah. that we schedule in an hour-long break between everything. And you don't really need it for the long con to run from building to building or room to room. Yeah. But that one, yeah. if there had been a 30-minute break, if some, mm-hmm. there had been some tightly scheduled games, because it was all back-to-back. Give people time between games to do a bio break, get a bite to eat, interact with vendors, all the above or some of those or one of them or whatever, and, or ample time to clean up and to set up for your next game. Because think about someone like Chris. He had mm-hmm. to have a dedicated table because that terrain – Holy crap, you know, I mean. But you can't go a little long. Yeah. So it was like, all right. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, not to dig on GaryCon, but I will say that that's one of those things that we've always doted on, that we're glad that we give people that time. And we've had people give us props for that. So they're not rushed in between games. Um, but anyway, uh, because that's, like I said, this guy was giving me the stink eye, but as a reward to him, I said, thanks for being patient. He saw I had those Nuka-Cola bottle caps. I said, here, you can have one. Thanks for being patient with me while I place my crap up and my GaryCon game map. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, speaking of yeah, game I had maps, to buy that. that one? Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I am being a little snide there, you know, I guess, or snarky. To once again toot our horn and yeah. NTRPGs, yeah. we put out maps, your little battle maps, so you can have something to draw on. Mm-hmm. And then this one, they don't. And with as many people as they have travel in, because mm-hmm. who is in Lake Geneva to go to the con where they're like, I just live right down the road. I'm, Ten I'm, people. I'm not fighting with some great big, because my game, my basic game map is pretty big, not to brag. And uh, Genetics. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I, I didn't intend to buy a game, uh, Gary Con game map, but I will think that price was fairly reasonable. And that might've been their little nod to like, well, we didn't provide you with a map. So if you buy one of our collectible it's got you says gary con on it it really was reasonably priced for the quality of the map but and that's only what i bought i thought and you know what i still didn't need it because most of my stuff is theater of the mind you know but anyway uh the hotel that we stayed at again the fairfield uh-huh. was right next to so many historic locations oh yeah of the dungeons and dragons world mm-hmm. the showdown at sheridan springs mm-hmm. that was like a five minute walk yeah i was say you could, we could walk to it i could yeah. look out my a hotel window and see where it was at. Yeah. So visited the sites a little bit too, just while we were there in town. That's about it. Should we, are you going back to Gary Con? Should we say that? Um, well, you know what my caveat is for that. Oh, okay. Um, there was a mask and vaccine mandate. Uh Oh yeah. And basically, um, it was a little contentious. 
I'm not going to repeat some things that were said on the internet. There were factions, yeah. obviously, as there yeah. is everywhere in life. Yeah. And so basically, though, it, it was, because here's the problem is, these rooms are loud. Oh, definitely. The older I get, my hearing is, is getting bad. And so when someone's wearing one of those two-ply cloth masks, like there was a guy that kept having to pull it aside and talk to me and then put it back. Pull it aside and talk to me. Because I can't hear. I'd be going, I, I'm sorry, I can't understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to be a hard butt. I just couldn't understand what they were saying. So they had to keep pulling the mask off, which then I'm thinking, well, what's the point then? You know, to go, I'm going to take a right here, or I, I want to attack, or you know, I want to pick up the so-and-so. And I kept having to pull the mask off, pull the mask off, pull the mask off, because I couldn't understand them. You know? well, yeah, kind of the take-home message for me was it's either safe to have a con or it's not safe to have a con. Right. And we ran cons through pretty much all of the time of the COVID. Mm-hmm. So we're we as, weren't COVID con. We're as dirty and guilty as anyone else. Um, and it's one of those things I've said. It's a personal choice. If you want to wear a mask, I'm not going to tease you, pick on you, call you a Nancy or whatever. On the same token, though, if someone doesn't want a mask, okay. You but know. as somebody doing a con, I feel like it's either it's safe enough to have it. Or we shouldn't be or having do, or it. Just do it online. Yeah. And there were certain people of a certain magnitude that sort of eschewed the need to wear a mask, even though they're running the con and they're mandating it. Oh, this got hot. Yeah, it did. Anyway, right but, at the end, Matt decided to drop a fireball on. I know, I know. But it's one of those things to where it was very contentious on the internet, and I have a hard time not saying yeah. It's kind of like do as I say, not as I do. But all right, since you dropped a fire that fireball, I'm going to yeah. say. It was also an atmosphere of have and have not. Mm-hmm. It's either I'm getting the gold deluxe package or I'm some scrub. Yeah. That's just how I felt. That was just, you know, it might what could they do about it? Perception Probably is nothing. reality, you know. But that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. But but overall, I had a good time. I, but like I said, if if I, I just, it's not about even worrying about COVID or something. It's just, I simply can't under, hear people with these big, thick, heavy masks on. And so... If if they take the ma- the mask mandate away, I would probably consider going back. But and I knew some people won't mention names, but they were pre- persons of a certain magnitude in the gaming world that I'm friends with that saw my pictures and were like, "You're a Garricon? Yeah." It's like I wanted to go, but I wasn't going to go because of the mask mandate. And more than one person, and these are people that are like, if I mention him, you'd go, "What?" I mean, you know, not just some dude or gal or whatever, but. Yeah, so I mean, it's not just, you know, we went, but I, I can't speak for you, but I was kind of dragging my feet towards the end because I'm like, ugh, masks, you know, the whole time. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, so the dirty right there at the end. Yeah, just do it dirty. ABO, always be offended. Like, what a good podcast we've done. We don't need to edit anything <laughs> out. Anybody could listen to it and we wouldn't have to worry about. And then. There goes Matt bringing the truth bombs. ABO, always be offended. Don't worry, we won't be talking about this on the Twitch show. Oh, gosh, no. We'd get smacked on the hand. Yeah, and the Twitch show, we have to be pretty much PG. 13 or PG. Pretty much PG, so none of our colorful language and none of our incredible opinions, but we'll still do our best to keep you laughing. Absolutely. It's going to be good. Please tune in. It's going to be 7 p.m. Central, 8 a.m., April 26th. Be there or be square. All right. Um, I'm sure there is something else I wanted to say about Gary Khan before it's all over with. One of the big factors is the travel. Mm-hmm. We had a four-hour layover both ways. So, I mean, Oof. that was, what, eight hours of travel. And, you know, you got to get to the airport two hours early and blah, 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 blah. It's so a wasted day just, on each end. Yeah, and that, in general, is a reason why I'd be like, I'm not in a rush to go back. Yeah. But, I mean, if you live in that area mm-hmm. and that's your thing, Great, but when you added in our hassle and the cost, yeah, 
buying all the flights, and then the hotel rooms there were still expensive. We and just didn't the pay, rental car, you know. Yeah, a billion dollars. We only had to pay half of a billion. Which I will say, the the uh, the Fairfield had a really nice shuttle, so we probably could have got by without the rental, except for it was nice to use that to get to and from Milwaukee, you know. But um, and yeah. get food. Yeah, true. Because it seemed like their Uber and waiter was kind of kind of non-existent too, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Lake Geo's not a big town, you know. Yep. A lot of places were closed at like seven o'clock. Yeah, man. It's like you want to go there and eat. You better have done it before seven o'clock. Where's that place we went the first night? It was the Next Door Grill or something? Next Door Tavern. Next Door door Tavern. Next Door Pub. I will give that place a shout out. Really good food. Really nice people. Yeah, yeah. What's wild? We walked in the door and there was uh, Elmore and. Easily. Easily. We're sitting there eating dinner with some guys. When we walk in the door, I'm like, what? Oh, that reminds me. We also met the forged guys yeah, in yeah. the hotel. They were super nice guys. And I was like, yeah, I've heard of you. I've stared at that logo so many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do is if you have a uh, dice tray, mm-hmm. with like those hexagon ones or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that forged was the one that made it. Oh, cool. And I don't know if they do the initiative trackers, mm-hmm. but they do a lot of stuff along that line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at Dragon's Nest the other day running a game, mm-hmm. board game, and they had a whole small wall that was just forged stuff and i was like forged yeah, of course yeah 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 i know uh, super nice guys and i own one of those dice trays they make good product yeah. and they're super nice guys to boot yeah the guy came over and was very affable and chatted us up and was like i couldn't help but so we'll have to track them down and uh cry for some free merch for right right you guys to, to, receive to, to, to turn around and give away you know but yeah good good call on remembering those guys yeah yeah Good times, a lot of fun. Yeah, no. Overall, I had a good time. I would definitely consider going back. I mean, when at the end of the the sum of all the parts, I had a good time. I could see going back. The trip was a little bit of a hassle, like Eddie said. And um, but, if that yeah. was my neighborhood con, I yeah. would have no complaints. Yeah, yeah. Or if we could have had a straight sh- shot flight without a four-hour layover, I wouldn't have minded that so much. But that four-hour layover was just murder. But I will say, and I've said this before, if you want to meet the living legends mm-hmm. while you can, I still say NTRPG is probably the best place to do it right. because instead of 3,000 to 5,000 people, you're talking 500, three to 500. Well, that was like, I saw Jim Ward a couple of times, but I knew someone was like, I never saw Jim Ward. And then like, I never saw Matthew Lillard, uh, you know, and the guy who used to play uh, Shaggy. I don't I think, think I saw Satine there one time and, and I she s- was getting married there. Yeah. I saw Satine once or twice, um, but I never saw Stone. But anyway. I saw Luke yeah, a couple well, of times. Yeah, I went up, but and, yeah, pretty much if there was something, an event going on where he's making announcements, like when they were doing the Hawaiian shirt thing and all that. But all right, we gave you a little bonus, a little yan yap yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell now, because we were pretty short on the last one, so this time we wanted to take our time and make sure you're fully satisfied with this episode. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. It's pleasurable. But I can tell by the clock on the wall. That we're all out of hit points. Yeah. Yeah.